and welcome to the PS Lifestyle Wellness Podcast, Wellness in Your World. As a reminder, PS Lifestyle Wellness is an exciting and visionary project baking new ground within the wellness industry. It combines our resource-efficient wellness club along with our online wellness programmes. So whilst our design and build move forward, we bring you the PS five areas of wellness online. So conversations about real wellness, no fads, no weird trends. Clear the fog that can make wellness seem so confusing and intimidating. So if you're into facts, credibility, expertise and a bit of humour, stay tuned for some wellness in your world. I'm Lindsay McKenzie. And I'm Pamela Griffin and together we are co-founders of PS Lifestyle Wellness. And today we are delighted to welcome personal trainer and nutritionist Al Langlands. For over 10 years, Al has run a successful personal training business in and around Edinburgh and latterly has opened a nutrition consultancy specialising in advising endurance and ultra-endurance athletes. In that time, he has worked with clients with aims as diverse as competing in high-level team sports, adventure races, marathons, weight loss and those battling terminal illness. He manages stroke and cardiac rehabilitation programmes for a local charity and his remote training and nutrition clients hail from all corners of the globe, including India, North America and Europe. He has also personally competed in a number of ultra endurance events, most recently finishing in the top 10 of the 1080 mile Trans Alba ultra cycling race. However, I reckon his biggest achievement is probably being my personal trainer over the last six or seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Al. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Was that all accurate? Yeah, very good. Um, (laughs) Sounds sounds pretty accurate to me. Um, Yeah, no, especially the the last bit. Yeah, Yeah, well... What was that? What was that? When was that? When did you do that? What, the race? The, the race, yeah. That was, well, I was going to say last year, but that's just because uh, lockdown has kind of taken mm-hmm. away my, my timeline. Yeah. Okay, time, but no, it was the year before, so 2019. So, uh, June 2019. Where, whereabouts do so you? So, Trans-Alba across Scotland. So, basically, we started in Edinburgh, we finished in Edinburgh, but we went up kind of all the way round. So, we headed north. Um, all the way up to kind of the top to Durness. Um, that was up nice. past kind of through kind of Inverness, up through the Black Isle, and then down the kind of northwest corner, um, all the way down to, to Glasgow, then back up again into the centre, and then back down through the borders, and eventually into into Edinburgh. So um, and yeah. that sounds horrific. <laughs> to be honest, it was, it was one of those things that you sign up for, and you think this is going to be a great adventure, and. Um, and, and it started off like that, and then the weather turned, and honestly, for like, you know, so it took me six days, six and a half days, and for the first four and a half days, we just had constant headwind. Like, and it literally, I obviously turned around a corner, so I did kind of half a circle at the top of the, the top of the country, and the wind basically changed direction to make sure it was my, my, my face for the whole way. I'm looking forward to turning around and yeah. getting it behind me, but it didn't happen until the second last day. So, um, but yeah, it was it was good. I ended up um, well. It was good to have done it. I think it, it, I was really happy to have finished, but it did really wipe me out. It was the longest, the kind of biggest challenge I had done before, and um, and I was I couldn't get back on the bike for about five weeks after 
after I'd finished, my kind of knees were absolutely knackered. But um, thankfully, back to normal now. And um, yeah, not on my bike at the moment, obviously, because it's mid-February and it's absolutely freezing. And you know, there's a bit of slush on the ground. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Well, Al, I see, when I'm out running, I see cyclists going past me all the time, so what's well, going on? Are, Come on, get out. Yeah, yeah no. I'm in my garage at the moment, my turbo trader, that's my cyclist. <laughs> it's far warmer. Um, no, I'm definitely a bit more of a fair weather cyclist than I always have a joke with Al about cyclists because I'm a runner, not a cyclist, and, and uh, I always think that cyclists look really grumpy, and like, because they ride in packs as well, I think they're a little bit like, you know, intimidating. So when I'm running along, I always smile and say hi to other runners that I go past. You try and attempt to smile at a cyclist, they just blank you. <laughs> it's really you're generalizing a bit there, but there, there's a bit of grumpy uh, runners too, I'm sure. But, no, uh, all like oh, we're all dead friendly. All, all friendly. Always say, always say hello as you go past. Anyway, <laughs> um, see, just going back to that that challenge you did, Al, was that the one where you had to cycle? You, you didn't have anyone supporting you. So you yeah, had to all by yourself. Yeah, it was unsupported, so we had to carry all of our, our gear and equipment as well, and provide our own food, etc. So, so, yeah, it was um, completely unsupported um, to the extent where you'd be disqualified if you had a kind of helper, even dropping like, a package of food along the way for you. Wow. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, it was. It was really, really hard, and there were points where I seriously considered stopping. Um, there's one point in particular, I think because of the week that it was, so I have two young kids, well, they're not that young anymore, they're 10 and 12, but um, there was one point where I was feeling really, really, I was really suffering. I was in Inverary, so I'd already kind of gone more than halfway around, um, and it was a, a lovely kind of summer's day, and I came into Inverary, and I was absolutely goosed, I was just completely knackered, um, and I sat down on the green to have a sandwich, and it was the first, I think it was the first Monday of the school holidays, and kind of sat down and they were surrounded by other families um, in the sunshine kind of playing and I, looked at and I was thinking what am I doing to myself? <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely, my, my legs were just in pieces um, and I was completely knackered having hardly slept and I knew that my kids were now on holiday and probably enjoying the sunshine as well you know um, at home and I was off halfway across the other side of the country um, uh, not particularly enjoying myself at that point. <laughs> and, and if there had been a train station in Inverary, I would have jumped mm-hmm. on the train, I think. But thankfully there wasn't. Um, and I just ended up getting back on the bike. And once, it's one of those things that you, it's funny because it's literally, so from there I had to go up and over the rest of me thankful, which is a pass in the west of Scotland, and came down down from the top of that. And uh, and that was the one point where I did have a tailwind actually on, coming off the bottom of it. And the sun came out and it was beautiful. Um, kind of cycling away from Arica, and I just loved it from there. And for the rest of that afternoon, I was kind of able to gun it, and everything felt good. And suddenly, all those kind of negative thoughts of mm-hmm. is it, and stuff was going to crack on. And from then on, actually, I knew I was closer to home than I had been, and so it was finishable. And so. Well, um, you've not convinced me. I won't be doing that, but. Uh... <laughs> But well done. Another one that's kind of caught my eye for a couple of years time, but um, yeah, uh, which is across so it's across South America. So it's from from Valparaiso to Buenos Aires, so across the Andes. And that's in a couple of years time, and I've kind of yet to convince my wife that it's a good idea for me to do that. So I'm yeah, to, to work on that one, I think. But, um, I think 
I wasn't sure whether I'd ever want to do one of those kind of things again, but I think actually, probably like in birth, like you forget how painful it was. And actually, yeah. You get but, yourself over the, over the finish line, you think, go never again, and then you yeah. have a few beers and it's like, yay, let's sign up for another. The number yeah. of times that Lindsay and I have done, I, I've never done a, a full marathon, but Lindsay has, but I've, we've both run several half marathons and we always get over the line and go, I'm never doing that again. And then we have pretty much a lot of Prosecco and then we go, yay, next year, <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the elusive runner's high or cyclist right. high, isn't it? It's the endorphins. Yeah, exactly. some, somebody once said it was like a bit like childbirth, you forget. Yeah. So well, yeah. yeah, apparently. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Or me, surprisingly. <laughs> so, Al, how did you get into the whole fitness thing in the first place? Tell, tell us your first place. Well, to be honest, I've always been, I think from a child, I've always been pretty sporty. And, um, and that started off part of kind of team sports etc through school um, and I actually didn't start in the industry I started off so after I left school I started off then I, I wanted to be a teacher so I ended up going to university and doing um, doing education um, and I started off as a primary school teacher um, and decided I mean after a year or so I realized it really wasn't for me although having said that when I was teaching so I tended to be because I, I was working in smaller schools, I tended to be the only male teacher in the school and often the, for one reason or another I would end up being kind of given the PE brief, even though I wasn't necessarily a specific PE teacher, I, you know, I really enjoyed that side of things and so it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that actually that was a direction that I wanted, you know, in terms of teaching exercise of some sort, so whether it was the children or to adults, it was something I wanted to do. So after I left teaching I then, I then started a business bikes there um, doing cycling tours I hadn't yet realized that actually I wanted to to put that kind of um, the, the, the kind of education side into um, into actually kind of training people and at the time actually kind of personal training wasn't necessarily um, it, it didn't seem like a viable career path at the time it was a bit question it was, it was seen very much as at that time as being still a little bit kind of elitist if you like or a little bit certainly not mainstream in any way um, and so it was uh, initially I went down the kind of tourism route but then moved eventually into to PT and I thought that actually there was a potential there for me to, to use the skills that I'd learned I guess with regards to you know, teaching people um, in a kind of positive way so kind of matching my kind of my 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 love of exercise etc um, with with my love of working with people and trying to kind of bring them on in whatever field that is and, uh, and exercise is really the one that I feel closest to. Um, so I eventually, so I qualified with the um, European um, Institute of Fitness uh, down in Lillishaw um, and and started practicing from there. So I initially started in a, in a pure gym as many PTs you know, trainers do. It's, it's pretty, yeah, it's not a great environment. But anyway, it's, it was one of those ones where you can, if you start somewhere, made me realize that I really didn't want to work in that kind of environment and branched out my own and my wife's a physiotherapist so we ended up um, beginning a business together uh, really kind of combining our skills um, and it's it, it has proved to be quite handy I mean we, we do kind of uh, we, we not that we switch clients but we basically kind of share clients so often there'll be I'll have clients where I um, they perhaps develop an injury over time and she can help with that and it's and, and it, she can refer some of her clients to me. Um, 
Yeah, but over the, over the years, I guess, so getting back to the fact that, you know, at the time when I started competing, didn't, it was really seen as a, a bit of a kind of niche, um, uh, just in terms of the general public as well. I think over the last 10 years, that's changed massively. There's been a real kind of, you know, uh, awakening of awareness, if you like, in terms of the importance of, um, of exercise in general for people's physical health, but also mental health, but also a bit of a, a kind of... Um, a realization by the general public that, and whether this is to do with the fact that people have less or feel more t- like more time poor, so they feel like they have less time, they want that exercise generally to be a bit more efficient in, in terms of getting to their, their end goals, to their aims. And I think there's a realization that actually having some, some, some real kind of one to one personal help with that can be massively beneficial rather than having to go down the route of, of doing lots of research yourself which can be incredibly time consuming. Um, you know, having someone else who's, who's actually done a huge amount of really in-depth research you know, within that specific field um, and can impart that and you know, help you through the challenges that you're bound to come across, I think it's, uh, it's really valuable. And it's something that, that is the reason I kind of uh, moved into that field, I think. Well, there's so much out there, isn't there? It's like wellness industry all over, isn't it? There's, there's, there's so much out there that you, you don't know what is right, what is beneficial, what is um, a fad, that kind of thing. So if you've got somebody like yourself. um, I think especially now, I think like, you know, again, like going back the last 10 years, so when I started out, social media wasn't really a thing. It was, again, just just beginning. I think Facebook had just launched pretty much. And um, and over that time, so there have been these kind of cross purposes almost in that you you have a much greater awareness of, of the benefits of exercise and good nutrition, you know, in terms of overall health. But equally, and, and social media has been used positively in that time as well, in terms of being able to promote that. But there's also been a, a wee bit of a kind of counter movement almost of, and you could you, you could argue that social media, you know, looking at what's happened recently with regards to politics, etc., cetera, um, it's not always, a, a, you know, a positive influence. Um, and it does sometimes lead to dissemination of false facts and fads and things which, you know, silver bullets, basically. So things where uh, it sounds incredibly attractive because it doesn't take any effort. Um, and people, you know, it's human nature that you're going to want to go, you know, like water, you can you, you try to follow the easiest path. And, uh, and unfortunately, with regards to kind of nutrition and health and, and again, the influence of, of, of social media, that's not necessarily always the right path I think yeah. and the one that's going to provide you the benefit I mean there are so many fads over that have come and gone over the last you know over the period that I've been working as a PT and nutritionist that you, know, you can kind of pull them out the kind of skinny tea or <laughs> <laughs> and one of my kind of roles I guess with with my clients is, is to act as a wee bit of a sounding board and in the past I have done and that people you know there will be a fad that will flare up and I know that that week I will have 10 questions on that fad. And so even though I'm, I'm not necessarily keen to read up on it, I kind of have, have to and want to, to be able to, to put to bed the claims that are made and, uh, uh, and to try to direct my client into a more positive um, uh, and, and uh, an effective remedy for whatever they are they're looking to. 
need something far more sustainable, don't you? Everybody wants that instant gratification, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And generally, if it's if it sounds to to be true, it, it probably is. What would you say, um, Al, in terms of like nutrition versus exercise? Are they just as important? Do you have to have? Are they, you know, not mutually exclusive? What's what? What's your feeling about the whole thing? Because it's this whole idea of you can't you can't outtrain a bad diet. Like you can run fifty miles a week, but if you're having a chippy for your tea every night, you know, is that good? Is it bad? Or you know, does it matter if you're staying within your calorie? kind of you know consumption or is it a longer term thing if you're eating really badly then what's going on inside isn't building up problems for the future so obviously you've yeah. got both of those areas of expertise that that you deal with um i think i mean i think you kind of almost answered that and pull in, in pulling it apart that, that yeah there's not uh, <laughs> and you can take it to whatever extreme you know in, in ter- if you're talking about the, the, the out training a bad diet thing you know, even if you were to to look at kind of well, if you're to look at it, um, elite athletes, <clears throat> so there's 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 um so specifically with regards to, to kind of female athletes actually that there used to be uh so the kind of the old school traditional um uh, thought was that you could, that the nutrition wasn't necessarily as important as training and so. Um, so if we were taking kind of long distance runners, so the, the, the process of training that they would undertake would be to pound the miles out, um, kind of, you know, day after day after day. And actually, in terms of the, the, the internal health um, of those, those women, it was really, really damaging, um, especially with regards to kind of menstruation, etc. And fertility. Yeah, exactly. Fertility. And, and I think much more recently, there's a, there's a real realization that actually diet has to so the person's diet so whether it's an elite athlete or your kind of everyday Joe you know the diet has to has to um, has to run alongside um, uh, that, that exercise program so regardless of how kind of extreme or how serious that exercise program is um, if you're looking to for just for a kind of overall health in terms of you know uh, maintaining um, good health through a long period of your life then really those do have to go hand in hand you, you can you can exercise all you like but there are things that will go in go on with regards to your um your kind of internal health as well as your um, mental health which 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 are affected by diet to be honest and it's especially things i mean if we're, we're really kind of looking at things like alcohol consumption you know which which although everybody really knows is is not particularly great you know and when taken to extremes um, it, it, it can affect, you know, massively internal health, even though it's not necessarily visible, you know, because that person is skinny, you know, um, uh, and and so it is something certainly to be taken quite seriously. Um, I think, uh, yeah, by 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 everyone. To be honest. I mean, I uh, you mentioned at the start there that one of the things that when one of the groups that I work with. Are people who have um, who've suffered from, from from stroke and 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 are card, you know cardiac events, which change their lives, and and um, you would be surprised at the range of kind of ages um, of people who attend some of our groups. They're unfortunately, and there are some some really quite young people who who are left with really life altering um, 
guess you call them injuries, um, which 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 sometimes are to do with the lifestyle that they had prior to prior to that event, unfortunately. And, and and you really feel for them because it's a it's a I wouldn't wish that on anyone to be honest. And although we we give them as much help as we possibly can, so sometimes you know it, it, it is a it is a very difficult thing to, to be able to manage for the rest of your life. And if we can prevent that, you know, that's the ideal. We can yeah. take away the risk of that happening. Obviously, we can't completely nullify the risk, but we can reduce yeah. that risk. I sometimes feel that a lot of it is down to the fact that there is so much information out there that it's and it is so conflicting like thinking back to our parents generation where you know there wasn't it was almost the opposite like you know there was no there was no information meat and two veg brilliant you know walk everywhere whatever I mean I'm sure that there were there were things that weren't great about that either um, and now you've got this generation that is, it's, you know, so influencer based and anybody can go on Instagram and give you the 10 top shredding, you know, uh, shredding fat tips and all that. And, and it's, it's a, it worries me actually for, like, we're all reasonably educated about this stuff and we're a little bit older as well. And we, we remember pre-social media, but for the kids that are coming up now, you know, they're seeing all this. It's, I think it's a concern and I think, I think we need to be really mindful of that with the generation that's coming up, what we're teaching and what we're putting out there so that they understand exactly what good health and, and it's, it's health, isn't it? Rather than necessarily fitness or nutrition, it's, it's an all round kind of healthy way of living. Um, yeah. But you see, you see so much stuff on Instagram and things. I just, I, I know Lindsay, you get really annoyed with it. Don't you have like rants occasionally about <laughs> stuff that you see? And it's it's difficult, isn't it, to know what's right and what's wrong? But yeah. I think we, we had this conversation a little bit with Andrew last week as well about generally the most effective things are this are the most simple things. And and it goes back to what you were saying, Al, about there's no silver bullet. Like actually, move more, eat less. I mean, maybe that is oversimplified. I don't know, but realistically, you know, why are we overcomplicating all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know that's. The, the whole kind of move more, eat less thing is is tricky because it, because it's it, it isn't quite as simple as that. But, but at the same time, you know, if you're breaking it right down, then yes, okay. It's just that that our our bodies are you know, there's so much else that goes into the the, the uh, perhaps why we move, we don't move as much as we possibly would like to, and it's it's working with with that trying to to, to kind of change those parts of the equation. I mean, the ultimate equation is that simple, but there's so much that goes into each of those different parts of the equation that you need to kind of tweak, tweak those in order to then be able to, to, to kind of, you know, positively affect um, the overall kind of simple equation. Um, you know, whether it's to do with, you know, people's jobs, you know, not having enough time. I mean, you look, you know, kind of thinking about um, our parents' generations, you know, people's jobs were, and even going further back, you know, I don't think people's work has ever been quite as sedentary as it is just and, yeah. and especially, especially now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all basically exactly. Exactly. we're all yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not um it's not conducive to kind of burning calories or to activity. So you really need to be a bit more proactive. Um and obviously kind of messaging from the government has been to go out and, and have your daily exercise and people are doing that, but it's probably not enough but at the same time obviously we're in a situation where we can't mix um, oh, yeah really. yeah um, 
And so it's it's a, it's a really tricky time at the moment. But even kind of taking us away from that, you know, from where we are right right now, you know. So last year pre pre lockdown, even then, you know, our just modern lifestyle it's so sedentary that um that that we you really need to kind of have a a wee bit more awareness as to how you can fit in a bit more activity um, uh, to your general life, you know, uh, beyond that. I mean, you're not, because of this whole instant kind of gratification, people wanting, you know, the changes almost immediately. Um, obviously, there are a lot of, of people who just, we just don't put the work in. Um, is that what it comes down to? Is it about is it about taking responsibility? Is it about accountability? Is it about saying, right, I'm going to do this, this, and this this week? Or, or can it? Do you get any benefit from it being fairly sporadic? Or does it have to be, you know, quite not so much regimented but consistent? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, we're all different. We all respond to. Um, different uh, stimulus is stimuli whether it's you know whether I mean some people really like to have a bit of a regimented program and other people you know you maybe look at other forms of motivation in order to try to get them to um, to really engage with why they're they're um, employing me to be honest why they're looking for my advice and and so um, it's about kind of gauging what what will have the best effect on, on on that particular person? I guess you know, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be very regimented. I think a lot of people do come to personal trainers and nutritionists simply for accountability. You know, they kind of know what they should be doing, but actually, they need to have someone there who they know is going to come. You know, there's a set time every week, or you know, a couple of times every week, where they're going to have some time with that person, and that person's going to be checking up on what they've been doing that week. And it's just, it's it's you know as simple as that, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a massive instructor. The actual activity that they're doing it's just that having that person be there, check up on them, will keep them to a more discipline. Discipline's maybe the wrong word, but just a slightly more structured. Because actually, having a little bit of structure in terms of your, your, your nutrition and and uh, and, and exercise um, can be very can be very beneficial. You know? It definitely is. I was just going to say, I used to quite like it when you tipped up at my house with all the stuff. I didn't have to go anywhere. I just had to get up and there was no excuses. What, what, one of the things that's really funny about Al is even if like you're going, this is sore, he just kind of ignores you. Like he's not a shouty PT. He's one of those, yeah, it's sore. Yeah, get on with it. <laughs> but the thing is, if I didn't have you saying that, I'd probably stop. So it is, for me, it was always the accountability and knowing that I would get through that hour. Yes, it would be reasonably sore, but I'd feel better afterwards. And that sort of gentle persuasion <laughs> would keep me yeah. going. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a routine is quite, I think it's quite, as humans, we, we quite like that, do we not? I think that's yeah. probably what we're all missing yeah. quite a lot at the moment as well. Um, yeah. It's having that, that time sort of dedicated and you know it's, it's, for me, it was always right. That's that one hour that that nothing, you know, that's definitely going to happen, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're missing that right now. I mean, I always try to encourage clients to, to try and find an activity that they really love doing. That they would do. Do not enjoy uh, Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you that right now. 
this is, this is the point though is that you know i know the thing that you really love doing Bam, is going for a run and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so having your targets you know whether it's the marathon the half marathon or whatever but but you know so having something that you really enjoy doing and that you would do you know, whether or not i was there or not is all is, is it is is the kind of be all and end all and the, the, the strength exercises that i would do with clients generally are there to to try to so yes they have a kind of double benefit so so one is generally people are looking for kind of an aesthetic benefit and um, strength exercises do do help with that regard both for women and for men but also it's to do with kind of um, making the or helping the person become a bit more resilient so that a they they're less likely to be injured doing the activity that they really love doing and with running unfortunately the chances of you getting injured are really high most people get injured at some point with, you know when they're uh, if they're a regular runner um, and 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 be that actually it'll help to improve your performance really much quicker than if you were just to go out running all the time um, and again that's the same similar for for any kind of exercise you, know, you look at kind of um, you look at the number, of, the number of clients that I have that, that are runners who just run and I say to them do you do you do strength do you do resistance no 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 the, the best, the best, I was going to say the best half marathon times I've ever had have been the years when I was consistently working with Al and doing even once a week, you know, it wasn't like I was training with you three times a week, it was generally once a week. And I really notice a massive difference when I'm training for a race and I'm not seeing you and we're doing that. I try to do it by myself. I've started using various apps and things like on the telly just I think because I'm one of those sorts of people that needs that encouragement as I'm doing it otherwise yeah. if I'm just sat if I'm just doing a Bulgarian split squat off my sofa in my living room I do one and I go oh, no, I can't do that but if you've got somebody sort of encouraging you but it's true and I don't think I ever realized just how how much you need that strength and, and resistance training it's bone density as well, isn't it? And it's just so like, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, you've got to you've got to see past the one. You've got to see past the aesthetic of it, mm. but you've also got to see past the that you know. I'm doing strength work because um, I'm wanting to to run a, a half marathon. Well, great, but you know, I've got I've got clients of a, of, of a certain age over a certain age, and 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 advising them to do strength work, you know, because of you know. A, encouraging load and and you know bone density and um it, it just making you stronger and like you said are uh, more resilient you know and, and and just making sure that your balance is is, is strong so that as yeah. you age you don't fall over and break your hip <laughs> yes it's, it's that it is that simple um and i'm kind of like going off on a tangent here but it's that it's it's that societal um, norm where we think we get to a certain age as a you know, you know your back starts to hurt your hips start to hurt oh well I'm 60 that's just the way that it goes and that infuriates me and the, the majority of my clients of a certain age I will tell them that's my advice yes stretch because that's my thing as a massage therapist but you know your, your mobility and your flexibility isn't going to be increased just simply by stretching you know, you need to need to get out there and you need to be doing some level of resistance. Body weight stuff is perfect. You don't need to go out and buy the equipment. Yeah. Use your own body. Um, and it's, it's, it's thinking about the longer term benefits of it. You know, it's not just about having a six pack and, and, and you know, hefty guns. It's about <laughs> actually, as you age, 
um, how we're, we're, we're going to age better and yeah. healthier. Having a better quality of life later into, yeah. later into life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to do those, being able to go for nice walks up, right. up in North Berwick Law, whatever, you know, if you're, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, do you yeah, still no, I mean, mad run up the North I think, I think taking that... <laughs> Sorry. What's that, sir? I was just saying, do you still do that mad run up and down the North Berwick Law? For those of you that don't know, it's a ridiculous not, thing. I, to be honest, I've not done it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, my son, my, my, my kids do it now, actually. They did it um, last one. But, uh, Your kids are like the I fittest just, kids in the world. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so listen, if, if, if we're talking about sort of working from home and, and the way things are at the moment, what, what can people do reasonably easily then, Al, to, to just kind of keep keep their fitness up? And obviously it helps your mental health. So, you know, what, what can we be doing quite easily ourselves just to, to keep going? Well, like Lindsay was saying, you don't, really, you don't necessarily need any equipment, to be honest. You know, bodyweight exercises for most people um, can can be very effective and 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 equally if you're you know, if we're all working from home and if the weather is as rubbish as it is at the moment um you know outside then then actually just being able to take a break midway through the day and and you know and work through some body weight exercises specific body weight exercises you know it's it's, it's far better than doing nothing and it will you know will have a, a kind of a, a positive effect on, on on how you feel for the rest of the day as well as kind of so there's the phys- physical aspect, but there's also just the kind of mental aspect in terms of waking you up a little bit. So when I'm working at a computer for a long period of time, I tend to feel kind of mentally frazzled quite you know, quickly, or certainly you know, midway through the day. So having some physical activity, just getting some blood flowing, getting everything else moving can really help. Um, Star jumps in the living room 20 times. <laughs> you can go down that route, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the whole kind of high impact thing, like, you know, as, as annoying as I find Joe Wicks, actually. <laughs> How did I know you would say that? <laughs> oh, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, he's, a, he's a bit of a Marmite character and, and he's, he's, yeah. What he's done, what he did for the whole kind of the, the P thing, I was, I was um, a, quite, a, you know, it's a, it's a very kind of generous thing. That would, yeah, and, You're and, hacked off that you never yeah. thought of it yourself. <laughs> 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 but, um, but, but, you know, I, I maybe wouldn't do that every day. I think that was the only criticism I had, is that, is that you know, it was very high impact and it was yeah. for kids, and that's just a wee bit much for kids to do every day. But, you know, um, yeah, uh, there are other things that you could do as well. But, you know, certainly kind of, one or two of those a week, two or three of those a week, you know, fine. Are you looking, are you, are you thinking more kind of, um, I don't know, working big muscles, compound moves that, you yeah. know, thing, as opposed to jumping around like a, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. squats and Bulgarian splits. Bulgarian split squats, Romanian deadlifts, anything from Eastern Europe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always Eastern European ones, the hardest. Um, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Carry on. It's just the. It's when you say Bulgarian split squat, I just. It, it, it just it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so on that basis, then Al, do you, given lockdown, um, are you are you jumping around your house doing star jumps and Bulgarian split squats? I, I am actually. Yeah. What is your What is your wellness routine? What does it mean for you? How have you? All right. So for me, so personally, yeah. So I get. 
I guess so. So my thing is cycling, really, in terms of my big love, and and so at the moment, um, I'm 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 in my garage cycling because the weather's so horrendous. So um, I have a kind of turbo trainer. I generally jump on that um, two three times a week, but also uh, I I have some home weights as well. So I'll do some some weights at home, etc., and that kind of thing, and and my my own kind of strength routine. What does wellness mean for you? In terms, of, so if you're looking at kind of now, I guess it's still to, it's to feel happy and well in myself. So the the mental side of it is a massive part for me. Um, I think I really suffer, I guess, if I'm if I'm not being active. I find that really difficult, and um, and I think exercise for me is it's funny actually. The, the dinner table um, yesterday. So one of the, um, the, the tasks that um, Ellis, my daughter, had from school, it was part of her kind of wellness initiative at school, um, was to ask her uh, two adults, what do they do to, to de-stress? And, um, and so Gem and I are both, uh, my wife and I are both very sporty and, and surprise, surprise, that was our kind of <laughs> answer. So, you know, exercise is a really big part of, of our kind of Way of dealing with ways of dealing with stress, and if we, we have particular stressful times, so whether it's through work or other things in life, then actually for Gemma, she'll go out and run, and that's her way of, of, um, of kind of dealing with that. And for me, it's often kind of you know, generally, so in the summertime, especially hopping on the bike for a couple of hours and going out into the hills, you know, on my own sometimes. Um, and so there's no one else around, it's just you, you have a lot of kind of you know, I, I find it useful in terms of thinking time, but there's also the element of kind of really pushing yourself that I find really helps with my mood um, to the extent where my children find it disgusting alone because I say I'm in the garage on my bike and we don't know if I've, I've not set up a fan in there because it's winter and uh, but I was, yeah the puddle of sweat in it is not a very <laughs> pleasant thing for uh, the kids to come <laughs> but, um, yeah I mean so so for me, I mean, being fit enough to be able to, to feel like I can really push myself and and I'm a really competitive person. So, you know, things like Strava, et cetera, I, I find incredibly addictive and I always kind of have my kind of local rivals um, on, on some of my routes. That kind of helps me deal with things and just take my mind off, you know, everyday stresses, I think. Um, so yeah, um, so, so feeling, feeling hit and fit and healthy and able to do the things I love. Um, mm-hmm. Priority, I guess, with regards to wellness. I think I think it's fair to say that for a lot of people at the moment, it is just having that time to exercise that is is helping a lot of people get through this. And I mean, walking is a great it's it's a great. Yeah. It's underrated. I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. I think even if 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 you don't want to do any of those other things we've talked about, just get out and walk. And actually, going outside in the freezing cold can be quite bizarrely quite nice. Like you come in and you quite, you feel quite energized because it's so cold and you've been out and you've got that fresh air so even just getting out and walking as i have to say though as a runner since we were all told to go outside and exercise i get really annoyed with all the walkers that are on my running route (laughs) want to play chicken with you as well it's quite funny (laughs) you see them coming towards you and you're like who's going to move first anyway well thank you al We're, we're really delighted that you're part of the ps team um and i think you know the listeners, like we said this when we spoke to Andrew last week, who's also part of the team, that eventually they will get to meet you inside the PS building. 
uh, when that comes to fruition soon. Um, but yeah, we're we're moving forward. Really, really, lots of good things are happening. Um, so that that's you know on the horizon. Um, but in the meantime, you know, as the listeners will know, we are we're able to deliver those things online. Um, so hopefully that's given them a really good taste of the sort of things that you are an expert in. Al, thank you for sharing all that with us. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and okay. we've we've figured out that cyclists are grumpy and Pam hates Bulgarian split squats. So <laughs> those are the takeaways. <laughs> um, what we'll do as well, Al, is we'll, can you just kind of plug your website for us, but we'll also write it in the, the, the cover notes on the podcast as well. But how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out? Sure, so um, I have kind of two websites. Well, I have my, my personal training website and physiotherapy website, which is uh, langlandshealthandfitness.com, all one word. Um, and then the more specific nutrition consultancy which is generally kind of focused like I say more on kind of endurance nutrition side of things that's feelbetternutrition.com ah. <laughs> you can always oh, see yeah. that if you're watching this on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> don't worry we'll put all the information on the podcast Thank, thanks Al we really appreciate yeah. your time because we're yeah, very, very busy yeah and um, yeah, and always we like to hear from you so please like and share and comment and contact us for more information on creating uh, bespoke online wellness programs for your employees to ensure that they remain motivated and engaged in your business so find us at pswellnessedinburgh.com and thank you for listening and join us next time for some more wellness in your world thanks, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.